Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the Gospel reading. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, is the Lord among us or not? That's the question that we heard in the OT Old Testament reading. God's people just started on their 40-year wilderness wanderings, but it doesn't look like they're going to last 40 days. Pooped and parched. Is the Lord going to let his people die of thirst? God's people, they boss Moses around. Exodus 17, 2, they say, Give us water to drink. Now God proves his presence by providing H2O. We can't squeeze blood out of a stone. But our Lord can and does squeeze water from a rock. Now what's so surprising this morning is that this very God who gets water out of a stone to quench his people's thirst is the very God who's, who's, who's thirsty. You heard the gospel reading. Jesus is thirsty as he is sweating it out at Jacob's well underneath that high noon Sweltering, scorching sun, he says, John 4, 7, give me a drink. Jesus barks out this command to, 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 surprise, surprise, Miss Samaritan. Now what we are going to learn today, dear friends, here at GLC, is that it ain't Jesus who needs water, but rather... Miss Samaritan needs water. You need water. I need water. Not the kind we get from the faucet or even from a well, as we see play out in our text. Miss Samaritan goes to get more well water because she is still parched and pooped. Well water ain't cutting it. Well, she doesn't go to any old well, right? Location, location, location. We find out which well she goes to from A.J., the Apostle John. John 4, verses 5 and 6. So Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. Jesus is a fish out of water. He is. He is. This land once belonged to God's people, but that was, you know, ages ago. Now the Samaritans have set up shop. Even this chunk of real estate bears their name, right? Called Samaria. This is no man's land for Jews. Now we think Republicans and Democrats can't get along. Uh, the Jews and the Samaritans hated each other's guts. They did not talk to each other. Jews did whatever they could not to enter 
Samaria. They, they treated Samaria like the bubonic plague. Okay? They wouldn't touch Samaria with a ten-foot pole. The Jews looked at the uh, Samaritans and called them half-breed heretical heathens. And what does Jesus do? What does he do? He strikes up a conversation with, with one of them. And not just a Samaritan. A Samaritan woman. Double whammy. John 4, 7 and 8. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Uh, Miss Samaritan is startled. She is caught off guard, as we would expect. John 4, 9. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Let's not miss when Miss Samaritan fetches water. Which hour? The sixth hour. That's noon o'clock. Okay? The hottest part of the day! Uh... Was she so busy in the morning that she couldn't join the other ladies before sunrise? Did the time change mess her up? <laughs> Did she hit snooze over and over and over again? Just, you know, slept in? No, 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 no. She is avoiding the town gals. She's actually trying to avoid everybody. And soon enough, we will find out why. This was her daily routine. At noon every day, this is what she did. Every day, she went to this well, balancing expertly a water jug on her head. Every day, she lowered that water jug into the well. Every day, she lifted that water jug out of the well. Every day, she went back home with this water jug filled with H2O. Next day, same thing. Same thing, it's like Groundhog Day, okay? <laughs> the same thing, over and over and over again. This woman, Miss Samaritan, worked for her well water, but it did not slake Soothe, satisfy. That's how this world's well water is. Yes, this world's well water leaves Miss Samaritan, you, me, everybody, pooped and parched. Now, Jesus will get her and get us to admit this by revealing a deeper thirst than a dry throat. Takes baby steps, but our Lord gets Miss Samaritan there. He gets you and me there also. Verse 10 of the Gospel reading. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Living water can actually just mean, you know, a rushing river a bubbling brook, a steady stream. You know, water on the go. Water that's a moving and grooving. But is that what Jesus means? 
here in our text? No, of course not. Just like Nick at night, who thought, you know, Jesus' born-again language meant, you know, climbing back into your mama's womb. Miss Samaritan goes the literal route. She takes Jesus at face value. Verses 11 and 12. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Um, Jesus, uh, where's your bucket? Seriously, man. You have nothing to fetch water with. You're talking about this living water. Yeah, 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 right. I'm, not, I'm just going to stick with Jacob's well. Thank you very much. Our pops, Jacob, drank from it. Good enough for him. It's good enough for me. Thank you very much. Well, Jesus emeralds this conversation. Bam, 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 bam. Verses 13 and 14. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus has thirst-quenching water pooped and parched free forever. No more well water. Miss Samaritan is sold. Verse 15. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Ah, but she is still thinking about her noonday run, isn't she? Well water, on this scale's mind, well a deeper thirst is divinely revealed by the law. The law uncovers, cuts, convicts, condemns. Verses 16 and 17. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Shacking up with a guy. And before this live-in boyfriend, well, five husbands, maybe not all divorces, but very likely, going through guys like water hasn't slaked, soothed, satisfied. This world's well water, not Enough. Looking for love in all the wrong places leaves her parched and pooped. She's still thirsty. Dear friends, we have all tasted this world's well water. And it leaves us wanting, working, worrying. Why are you thirsty this morning? What kind of thirst did you bring to 303 Ruth Street today? Thirsty for acceptance and approval? Thirsty for a break from the grind? 
Thirsty for a day without aches and pains. Thirsty for a home and or workplace that is stress-free. Thirsty for things to go back the way they used to be. Thirsty for freedom from the past. Thirsty for friendship in the present. Thirsty for financial security for the future. Whatever your thirst is, whatever mine is, guess who knows it? Our Lord! He knows our thirst better than we do, and He doesn't shun us, He doesn't shove us off, He doesn't turn us away. The same is true for Miss Samaritan. After all, this is the same Jesus who will go on to say in John chapter 7, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Jesus has quite the water supply that will always satisfy when all of our efforts have run bone dry. Dear friends, Miss Samaritan gets way more than she bargained for at Jacob's well. Since Jesus offers wonder water, wonder water that's free, 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 and refreshes the parched and poop, pooped with peace and plenty. The conversation shifts into a worship gear. Did you catch that? Uh, Miss Samaritan changes the subject, probably felt a little uncomfortable having her shady life uh, under the law's magnifying glass. Verses 19 and 20. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Prophet... Well, no, he's more than that. But you know, this is a start, right? We're going in the right direction. What Miss Samaritan does here is actually initiate a worship war with Jesus. Oh, Jesus, look, look at that spot over there. That's where our pops, Jacob, had a vision. A vision of a ladder that reached the heavens, and on that ladder, zooming up and down, up and down, up and down, the angels, and, and on the earth, at the bottom of the ladder, stood the Lord himself. And when Father Jacob woke up from his sleep-sleep, he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, but I didn't know it. How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, the gate of heaven. See, Jesus... We win the worship war. No, 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 you can't beat us. Jesus ain't silenced. He drops a truth bomb, a worship truth bomb. Verses 21 through 24. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me. And when Jesus says that, I think our ears should perk up a little bit. <laughs> the hour is coming when neither on this mountain... Nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. 
But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Worship in spirit and truth. This has nothing to do with heartfelt devotion or sincerity. This has everything to do with the physical location of God. Location, location, location. Jesus gives us the coordinates to the Father. Not on Mount Gerizim. Not in Jerusalem. Then where? Then where? Is the Lord with us or not? He is. He is in in. Jesus, in the person of Jesus, in the flesh and blood person of Jesus. The very temple made without hands. Jesus is the place where God meets man, where heaven and earth overlap, where the river of life fl uh, flows freely, richly, unconditionally, where sinners stand in the presence of Holy God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and worship Him. Dear friends, worship isn't led by sinners. But rather, worship is led by the Holy Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for sinners! That's what Jesus is getting at when he says, Worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The triune God is the one who gathers the worshipers. We don't find God all the way around. God finds us, and he brings us into this doxology, this praise of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit through the Word, the Word, the Word. The Holy Spirit gathers sinners to Jesus, who is the Truth, capital T Truth, and he reveals the truth that God is Father of all. The Father of Jews, Samaritans, Americans, Canadians, Russians. The Father of an infinite mercy who desires to quench thirst. And he does. He does. In the worship of our sinners slicked, soothed, satisfied by that wonder water that flows through song, through scripture, through sermon, through supper. Miss Samaritan learns this. She discovers this, doesn't she? She comes to draw well water and is drawn into the worship hour where she is drenched with Wonder water. Verses 25 and 26. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. When Jesus reveals who he is, what does she do with that water jug? 
Did you catch that? She puts it on the ground. She leaves it. Why? That's her confession that she knows the limitation of this world's well water. It can't satisfy. It's never enough. And that's okay with her because she has met the man. The man who has wonder water. Wonder water that refreshes, revives, rescues, redeems, resurrects, salvationly satisfies. And all of this is possible, dear friends, because of another scene in the Gospel of John that occurs at noon. At noon o'clock. Jesus thirsts here at the sixth hour, and he thirsts again on the Friday that we call good at the sixth hour, so that Miss Samaritan, you, me, everybody, can drink wonder water in the worship hour. As Jesus is burning up on the cross with the sin of the world, he is parched and pooped. He cries out, give me a drink. A.J., the Apostle John, records this, right, in John 19, 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. Nothing to satisfy his thirst, because Jesus comes to satisfy our thirst. With cracked, parched lips and his tongue glued to the roof of his mouth, he cries out, it is Finished. He bows his head. He dies. No water flowing into him, but there is water flowing out of him. The rock of our salvation struck. A spear plunged into his side. And what flows? A refreshing river of forgiveness. Behold the source of living water, the streams of salvation, available at the font, at the pulpit, at the altar. Not everyone knows this yet. There are so many Miss Samaritans around us who are parched and pooped. They're working for that world's well water, and they're thirsty. They're so thirsty. Thankfully, there's enough wonder water in the worship hour for the whole world. You know these Miss Samaritans. You know them. You know their names. You see their faces. The same goes for me. And they're probably asking that very question we heard in the OT reading. Is the Lord among us or not? And we get to come alongside these Miss Samaritans and say, you betcha. You betcha. Come with me. Come with me and meet a man who knows your thirst who knows how parched you are from your sins, your shame, your sorrows, your setbacks. His delight is to quench the deepest thirst that humanity has. He has wonder water in his worship hour, available all for you, for all of us, for the whole world. How awesome is this place? Come with me, come with me and ask, give me a drink. He will, he always does. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Let's raise a glass together in the house of our God. Be satisfied forever.
Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.